Hey there, you are listening to Pushing It, where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby. Because if you can't laugh without peeing yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. I'm Elise McAllister. And I'm Jen Laird. Hey, Jen. Does that whole laughing at yourself while peeing, does that include while you're on the toilet? No. Would you be laughing at yourself while you're peeing because you're peeing or like reading something super funny while you're peeing? Oh, see, I'm just wondering if you could go a little deeper into telling us more about that intro. Oh, gotcha. Because if you can't laugh at yourself. I'm talking about being so pregnant. Oh, gotcha. That your bladder is like a pancake. Uh-huh. Because there's a baby who yep. seems to think it's hilarious to bounce their head on it gotcha. like a head trampoline. That So that's probably not while sitting on the toilet. You could be sitting on the toilet. You might be taking a walk. Yeah. You could be laying in bed at night at 10 p.m., so you're 1 ta- a.m., <laughs> 3.30 a.m., So you're kind of talking... Um... <laughs> 4.35 about uh, pregnant AF. AF. Is that what you're describing to me? Pregnant AF. Okay. So doing a little, little trying to figure out what should we talk about on the podcast today? And Elise has a bright idea. Let's say pregnant AF. And I'm like, uh. Jen says, what uh, does AF mean in her sweet Jen innocence? True story. And I was like, I'm not really uncomfortable um, doing a show based around pregnant AF because... <laughs> she doesn't know what AF means. Well, I do. And then I'm like, what What does that even mean, pregnant AF? What does this AF mean anyway for any reason? Like, what is the point of this? So... She did what any decent researcher would do. Any decent researcher. And... Did you Google it or Wikipedia it? Google, of course. Of course. The finest, you know. I'm a Googler. Yeah. Although I could be a Binger because I live in Seattle and we have both Google and Bing. I don't know anybody who Bings. I know. I don't Bing. I Google. It's a cool name, but sorry. Also, it's way cooler to to say that you've Googled something than Bing to something. Yeah. Nobody in like, I don't know, movies or whatever, they don't say, oh, Google that. They, you know, they don't say Bing it. No. You Google it. You would be like, what does that mean? It's a verb. Right? Bing is an adjective. For sure. So you Googled AF. And I did. And um, (laughs) LifeWire.com has a really lovely article, in fact. Everybody should check it out. definitions and an article. It's like real research. Okay. Yes. I'm going to tell you about this. This is the closest that you'll come to finding actual research (laughs) on this show is our (laughs) in-depth coverage of the definition of AF. This is fake news, right? Fake news. (laughs) Fake news (laughs) at the best of it. Okay. Here we go. So I do quote here as not to cheat someone else out of their hard work. (laughs) 
When someone writes AF, either capitalization in or lowercase letters. I think it was the capitalization, though. Yeah, definitely capitalized in my book. On social media or in a text message, <laughs> it simply translates to as F asterisk, 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 asterisk. But we can say it. You fill in those asterisk symbols with the rest of the letters. Hint. Fuck. It's not exactly a polite word. You get the picture, right? I love that the internet told me this. <laughs> okay, so how was it used? Well, let me give you some um, some examples here. Um, in almost all situations where it's being used, the term AF is placed directly after an adjective as a way to emphasize or exaggerate its meaning. So what that says to me is uh, that we're really trying to get, like, you know, English on this? Like, seriously, you're telling us where this is used in a sentence? Okay. Oh, let's hear their examples. The and examples. then maybe we can do some of our own examples. Yes. I'm bored AF. Oh. That guy is handsome AF. <laughs> this pizza is tasty AF. The weather is cold AF. Oh, let's do ours. The song is mellow <laughs> Mellow? <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me get to the professional part of this. When wait, you... wait, wait. Before we get professional, let's do some of our <laughs> casual ones, and then we'll play professional. Okay. I am pregnant, AF. I can't touch my... F- wait. No. My f- my feet are... With my round belly, my feet are as far AF. Did that work? I don't know. I don't think that works. Oh, shoot. Okay. My feet are as swollen AF. This morning sickness is as awful AF. Did there we go. Work? Am I messing this up? I think I feel like I gotta work this out. I gotta tease it out a little bit. Is more. this what yeah, how else would you um I'm as 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 hot AF. Oh. Because you know you can get those like hot flashes. Oh yeah. Especially in labor. My um sandwich I ate for lunch yeah. was good AF. Yeah. Um I am um I I'm as big AF. Like you're feeling big in your body maybe yeah yeah this belly bump yes is big um AF. i'm as tired af Ooh, yeah i'm as nauseous af oh, oh i'm getting this down yeah now. oh i'm For gonna someone who was so reluctant to I know. use I'm on it, it you are getting have, it down af i've always been a quick quick learner at least yeah you always. are okay yeah. tell me all about using it professionally okay here we go <laughs> when should you use it and should not use it the acronym af translates to a swear word <laughs> just you know fyi here which one could it be plain and simple it certainly may be a slightly more respectable option compared to dropping a full-blown f-bomb in a tweet or in a text message but unlike the other internet slang terms like lol and brb what's that be right back. Oh, okay, thanks. This is a term <laughs> that you should avoid using in some situations. Don't use AF when you're in a professional situation or when messaging people you don't have as much casual and carefree relationship with. I'm going to have to disagree. We oh, are really? professional AF. <gasps> oh. We yes. will um, have a professional AF podcast. Wait, if we if I read down, it does say that you're allowed to use it while podcasting. Are you serious? No. Oh. It's okay. 
But it is better, it says, than dropping the F Jen is dishonest AF. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I think we could be totally professional AF. So we've and also it. we've also used heard this term used in more of like empowerment sort of like people are like we're enlightened AF. Oh, we're gonna be speaking at an event called Enlightened AF here we are. this month. We're super excited. Very empowerment centered. Um, be confident in yourself put yourself out there sort of um, message. I feel like I've also heard it not in just a derogatory, but in like a, you are as amazing AF. I don't know. Can I say that? Like in a way that's yes. like happy, not like, I don't know. Yes. More. So we had the AFs on our brain, the A's and the F's. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about pregnancy and kind of maybe feeling pregnant AF, AF, which in this sense probably is more of a discomfortable feeling. Did you like my new word? Discomfortable? Yes. Uncomfortable. (laughs) Disincomfortable-ing. Wow, we're going there. Anything can be made a word if you use it enough. Yes. It's not feeling so great, right? And here's the other thought we had. And you're like, my feet feel swollen as AF. Yep. Wait, you're not supposed to say as if that's what the A is for. Because that's what the A is for. Right. Um, But I was thinking about that, like... I'm thinking, how did I want to say that? It's like you're in space, right? Where you're like halfway between Earth and space. You're in that little middle part. There you go. And this part of pregnancy, we need to coin a phrase. Should we come up with a word for it? It's basically you're not in labor, so you're not about to deliver a baby, and you are really done growing a baby. And you're not like in your normal life necessarily. Because some people aren't working anymore. Some, Some people, people are, are, but their head might not be in the game nope. anymore. We're talking those days just before you're about to have a baby where you are wo- your baby's well cooked. It is time to start thinking about exiting, and yet you're not in labor. It's the middle middle earth. It's like well, that's not middle earth because pregnancy that's... purgatory. <laughs> yeah, kind of right. Yes. So oh. true. I'm not Catholic, so I'm not exactly sure what purgatory is, but I think it's like this works. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. It's it's tough. It's a tough time. It's, and it can be emotionally exhausting. It's pregnant AF. That's what it is. That's its term. That's yeah. what we're calling it. And if you're there, you can you can call it that. Oh, hopefully not too many people are listening to this in that. It's a great thing to do. Listen to this if you're there. And if you're not there right now, come back and listen to it. Yeah. Um, So we should pause for that Have a moment of silence. Moment of silence. Actually, moment of like, you got this. Oh, you've so got this. It's okay. Yeah. And then let's all eat like an ice cream cone for that person. You will not remain here forever. Oh, I promise. No one is pregnant forever. Also, if you're that person who is having some contractions and you're having like, like every night you're getting a little bit of contraction action and then they go away by morning. We see you. Oh. Oh, we so we see you. See I, you. oh girl, I get you because I had that. 
And every day I was like, are you kidding me? I'm still pregnant. Another day? Are you freaking kidding me? Okay, educational point here, Elise. There are folks who don't actually know what we're talking about. No. And they have this idea that um, when you go into labor, your contractions get longer, stronger, closer together, and then you go have a baby. Yes. Well, it's true. That's what happens. It is true. But some folks don't quite realize that you can start contracting, and then those contractions actually go away. Yes. They don't necessarily get longer, stronger, closer together. They just get the same, and then then they stop. So let's... And then the sun goes down and it starts again. Mm. And then it stops. And this oh, can go on forever. So and we have a very lovely name not... for such a terrible time. Corey, Emma, Linda, Laird? No, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Tallulah, Violet, Karis, McAllister. Wilder, Clementine, Nixie, oh. McAllister. <laughs> Two, huh? Ouch. Oh, yes. Ouch. <laughs> yes. Everything changed at the Red Lobster. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's the clinical term, right? Yes. <laughs> we always talked about the time that everything changed at the Red Lobster <laughs> when I ate the ultimate crab feast, and she said, well, guess it's not getting any better than this, <laughs> which was oh, almost boy. nine years ago oh. in this week. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. She finally so, made her exit. Um, <laughs> so we're going to pop the bubble of those of you who might be holding on to this idea that um, once you start contracting, you are definitely headed towards having a baby. Because we're here to pop that bubble and oh. tell you and normalize for you that actually. What? Normalize? I, I'm going to normalize it. Okay, pause. We're going to do a little flashback here to the beginning of Which the show. Which are we pausing from? We've paused like three times here already <laughs> on different topics. Pause. I know. We're feeling a little disorganized today. We're feeling as podcasting AF. That doesn't really work. No. No. Okay. Anyway. Paused, as, paused AF. Yeah. Um, if you've been listening to us uh, since the beginning, you know that um, we've gotten a little away from our old tradition of taking a, a little uh, break whenever Jen says the word normalize because yeah. we like to normalize the shit out of pregnancy. Yeah. And so every time Jen says the word normalize, we take a shot of anything that you're drinking. Am I allowed to drink this week on the podcast? Yep. Jen's drinking kombucha. last week when I was trying to take a wait, sip of water. Wait, hold on. You can't take a gulp, though. Nope. Get it away from the mic, Jen. Cheers, Jen. We can clink our glasses, though. Okay. Cheers! Now get away from that mic. Our mug and our plastic glass. Okay, so we're normalizing that you, just because you start contraction, contracting and contractions doesn't necessarily mean that um, your labor is going to progress. And there is, unfortunately, no magic eight ball. Do we look into a magic eight? No, you shake a magic eight. Yeah, and then you look into it. Oh, okay, I don't know. Um, Oh, they're all over my house. Okay, well, there is no way for anyone on this earth to foresee when you start contracting whether or not they will continue or those contractions will actually diminish and potentially even go away completely. So I'm sorry. Like, I genuinely, with empathy, wish that I could say, here's the exact science, and you know, just like there's gravity and the sun Mm. rises and sets, that this is an absolute truth in your life, but that's not, that's not something I can give to you. Wow. And I'm kind of glad for that, too, because I like rules, 
and this is not one of those rules you can live by and that means that we have to have flexibility potentially some emotional um emotional engagement and kindness to ourselves um and sometimes labor starts contractions sorry contraction starts um too soon in a pregnancy so we're quite quite grateful that it's not time for a baby to come out it is not all the way grown and developed so that can be a good thing here too that just because you start contracting doesn't mean you're going to have a baby in that short of a time period so um there we go myth number one dispelled today um how do we know though that contractions are progressing well time we see that those contractions are getting longer stronger and closer together right and then eventually a baby comes out yes that's right. how we know that it works we really oversimplified that but yes that's essentially <laughs> what happens here yep all right so pregnant af some other ways that you know that you are pregnant af other than just having these horrible horrible contractions that lead nowhere every night um you are in these final days and maybe you are still working trying to get through those that's not um, bad no it's not bad and I think that there, um, I feel like for myself, I knew a lot of people who were planning to work till the very end and some who did and some who didn't. Yeah. And it, it was really hard to make that choice for those who didn't. Yeah. Um, to, to stop early when others were very committed to going to the end mm -hmm. and know that for some people, they really do have to stop early. So yeah. don't do what's right for your friends. Do what's right for you. Ooh. You've got to figure out what your body needs. Um, for, uh, for some, you know, we get swollen ankles. We get those yeah. terrible prodromal labor contractions that we were just describing. So... Or Tula <laughs> McAllister contractions, as we like to call them. Yes. <laughs> Don't you love the phrase, oh, just enjoy being two before you become three. That's assuming. Enjoy like I want to throat punch them. Right. That's Ugh. assuming you've got a partner in your life. But yes, um, how in the world are you supposed to enjoy being two before you become three? What's, right? Like it's the first like, day. Like you're like, woohoo, I'm so glad I am still pregnant when my ankles are kangles and, um, you know, I'm like so anxious to have this baby and I'm so tired of not sleeping at night because that's when my uterus is the most active. Sure, I'm going to enjoy being two before we become three. Right. Ah, I've been looking forward to this for nine months. I would like to meet this child. Thank you very much. Right. And enjoy. I love like they're suggesting like, enjoy it. Like this is your very first day of being too. <sighs> That's so true. Yeah. Although, like, oh, like I didn't do that yesterday. I'm sorry. We're good. I've, I've enjoyed plenty of that. Elise, though, I have to say once in a while, I will use that phrase with folks. Um, maybe it comes across different because I'm a doula and I'm in like, it's not an offhanded comment, but it's really think about some things that you could do, just the two of you, that you might not be able to do for a while after this baby comes. So that's different than just the flat out. That's how you yeah. avoid getting throat punched, Jen. True. Yeah. My other... empathetic heart goes out rather than my, like, flippant, well, just enjoy being two before you're three. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because it's not in that voice. Yeah, true. 
Yeah. And then I also usually inquire or suggest, like, so what are some things that the two of you like to do? Um, you guys like going to the movies? It's really hard to go to the movies with a baby. The movies are it really is. loud. Yes, you could take a newborn with you, but yeah. it's probably too loud in most movie theaters for baby's ears. Yep. It's not a great idea. Um, go into a f- more fine dining. Yes. That's easy with a newborn, but once they get a little bit bigger, it gets tricky to go <gasps> to a restaurant. Happy hour. Oh. Washington State is ridiculous. So in California, not a big deal. You can take those kids into happy hour. Really? Yeah, totally. In Washington, you can't get a cheap meal for your <laughs> yourselves <laughs> in the happy hour menu unless you're sitting in the bar section. Oh, right, yeah. And then you got a baby. And they honestly won't let you take a baby into the bar section at any if you're in Washington State, that no. is. Other states are different. Oh, interesting. California is pretty know. cool about, you know. You babies s- in the bars? Babies in the bar. Wow. Well, I'm talking like going to claim jumpers and getting like happy hour. Okay, oh. I'm totally remembering taking a baby into, you know, it's a huge bar area at claim jumpers. And then you, and get you the, brought a baby in. Totally. And you get the really cheap, you know, zucchini. You ever had those? The no. z- fried zucchini sticks? No. With the like ranch dressing? Mmm. Was this 20 years ago, Jen? Probably, so I don't know if I'd even like it anymore. Or even if they're on the menu. <laughs> Probably not. Okay, you get what we're talking about. Do some, yeah. It might not be like going for a hike up a large mountain, but I am sure there's some things that you can think about, the two of you doing, that is a little more challenging to do with a newborn, right? Yes. Like getting a pedicure. Yep. You that might works. not be able to see your toes, but let somebody else see them. So true. Um, <laughs> I was at a birth recently and, uh, she had said, huh, we, she was pushing and in between pushes, she said, well, isn't this ironic? I haven't seen my vagina for months. And look at this. <laughs> All of you are here staring at my vagina. <laughs> best response ever. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's best really comment. Great. I, um, I can imagine the same way with her feet. Like when you're standing up, it's very difficult to see your feet. Or, oh gosh, remember the trying to put on your shoes? Oh, yeah. And like lean over the belly? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I I was telling Jen this this story and I said, you know, since you haven't seen your vagina in months, you could let someone else see your vagina. True. (laughs) A little bit harder after you have a baby because things get a little bit tricky. So if there's a special someone in your life, um, you don't have to let them stare at your vagina. But, you know, maybe have a little special time together. That totally makes sense. um, having sex after you have a baby gets a little bit tricky for a little while. You got to do some healing. So a little tricky. Tricky, but in um, the end. Not recommended. Right. Um. Yes, but in the last days of pregnancy, uh, some people do not enjoy it a ton. But uh, um, if you don't mind and feels right, go for it. All right, so another practical tips for um, what are we calling that middle ground between I'm not in labor and pregnant I'm AF. really tired of being pregnant. This baby is full grown. We're going to list out some more things that you might find um, to do during that time. I said go antiquing. Oh, yeah. It's really hard to do that with a newborn baby. Here's totally saying this because I... Stroller crashing into stuff. (laughs) Well, we took the two-year-old with us, but um, 
my mom was around to help with my older child when I was pregnant with the next kid. And um, this baby did not come on her due date. That is for darn sure. And so we had a lot of time with her in town to figure out how to pass the days. Um, and I remember going to these cute little antique shops. You know, the kind of places where you um, drive by all the time and you've never, ever stopped in them. Oh, so maybe exploring your neighborhood. Yes. Okay, so you just said having some people in town. And I think that's probably yeah. true for a lot of people is that you've got family that's come in perhaps to yeah. help when the baby arrives and baby hasn't shown up. So now not only do you feel like a watched pot, but you're also having to entertain people. So now so don't. it gets even harder. Yeah. Don't entertain people. Don't entertain people. <laughs> Or plan a couple of outings so yeah. that you don't feel like a watched pot. So you don't feel like the days yeah. keep going on. Yeah. Because this can feel a little like, well, it can feel like what we don't want early labor to feel like. It exactly. can feel like you're you're watching every hour pass by on the clock like yeah. early labor. Yeah. Right? We don't want that to happen because it's going to make... It's totally. going to feel like labor. It's going to feel like your labor was days and days long, and you're not even in labor yet. Right. So plan some things that feel really fun. Yeah. So if you're like Jen and you love to antique and explore your neighborhood, do that. Mm-hmm. I love pampering. So I mm-hmm. would love to get massages and uh, pedicures and mm-hmm. get my hair done, those kind of things. Do those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so think of things like that to fill your time that will distract you from thinking, when will this baby ever come? I, we don't want you noticing every little twinge in mm-hmm. your body or every baby movement that's going to think, make you think, oh my goodness, yeah. this, maybe this is it, maybe this is it. Um, because it might not be it, and it might be a week from now, and if you're feeling like yeah, every little movement is labor you're going to lose a week of your life. In one of my pregnancies, I had a lot going on and um, there was somewhat of, not a deadline, but a hope that my baby would come um, around a particular time. And I remember going into the midwife and, you know, having my weekly checkup and um, her actually saying to me, Jen, babies don't come out when bodies are exhausted. So if you want to have this baby sooner than later, then you got to stop doing so much and you got to rest more and I consider that like homework because I really wanted to make help make this baby come sooner and I had a lot on my plate as far as yeah it's a long complicated story but I had a lot physically that I was trying to do and I'd never heard that information of um, actually overdoing it can make labor not come as quickly because our bodies are smart and know you know when you how many people do you know who have a really bad cold who don't have a baby soon or they have the flu they don't have a baby soon our bodies can be really smart to adapt to knowing when we have enough strength and energy to get a baby out yep absolutely so make it your homework um practice napping yeah and if you're worried that in your postpartum days you aren't going to be really great at napping then practice now (laughs) that's your homework nap practice something I told Elise was uh, we were talking about well what can you do during this pregnant (laughs) AF time and I said oh just write a book (laughs) I was like really write a book not read a book write a book (laughs) I was a little 
thrown off by that one. But then I thought, gosh, maybe you could write a little journal or a book to your baby or a letter to your baby. Or thank you notes. Ah, you actually really got ahead of yourself or the thank you note writer. Yeah, I did. And had a pretty good idea. I totally said this to Elise. I was like, yeah, so write, write thank you notes for like maybe the gifts you've gotten. But also you could pre-write thank you notes for the meals people are going to bring you. <laughs> I love it. And we mention this often on our other shows too is start a list of all the things that you want to have done in your house. Yeah. That would be really helpful. Hang that on your fridge. And when people come to visit and see your baby right before they leave, they're going to say, what can I do to help you out? And how often do people say, oh, no, I'm good. Yeah. Point to the fridge and say, gosh, you know, there's a list on my fridge. Um, I heard on a podcast that I should hang this up on my fridge. If there's anything that you feel comfortable doing, go ahead and do it. Put the blame on us. And they'll pick out what they want to do. Maybe your coworkers want to take your dog for a walk or pull your garbage to the curb. But maybe your closest friends and family will fold your laundry and, you know, clean your bathroom for you. So they can all pick what they feel most comfortable doing. So make those kind of lists. And that gives you a really great idea of what you need to have done in your house Mm -hmm. to make your world go round. It really gives you a sense of what's the most important things and what can you let go of? Are you somebody who feels like you need everything done to be okay in your house? Because if that's where you're at, you're going to need extra hands on deck all the time. And you're going to have to get really comfortable with asking for help because you can't have just your partner. If you have a partner doing all the things because that person can't be two people. Yeah. 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 So, Elise, I feel like we've kind of, um, in sarcastic ways and yet knowing ways, been like, ugh, pregnant AF. Like, yuck. Like, seeing kind of, like, the reality of it doesn't always feel good to be in that middle place between having grown a baby and not yet in in labor. Um, But I'm also thinking about um, the strength and determination that people can feel Mm. um, during that time. That um, recently we had a client who um, kept having contractions, bouts of contractions, where it was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally in early labor. This is great. And then they would go away, right? And to chat with her, um, she's like, you know, I'm really doing fine. I'm okay. I trust this process. Um, Sure, it's frustrating, but I'm not going crazy. I'm okay, you know? And um, I think we need to not make light of um, some folks' experiences different than rolling their eyes and going, ugh, can this this pregnant AF just be over? And some folks are like, yep, I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated, sure, and I'm okay waiting. I'm figuring this out. I'm just going to kind of stay busy and trust this process. And so if that's you, awesome. Absolutely. And in some ways, it's a lot easier to care for a baby on the inside. Yeah. And some people, we just had a client actually mention this to us, that, you know, she feels like it's much easier for her to have her baby on the outside where she can hold her baby. Mm -hmm. And she knows somebody who prefers her baby on the inside where, you know, she's got that baby. She doesn't have to get up at night with her baby. So for some of us... It's one or the other. And so we're all unique in how yeah. we feel better. So. Yeah. 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 So it's not all um, 
drudgery. Not everyone has the experience of being um, in that middle ground frustrated and some people just, they're okay with it. And um, I think that can come naturally for some folks, but I think for other people, they've kind of taken a deep breath and they're like, all right, this is out of my control. I, I got to figure out how to be content in this middle place. And so that's what I'm going to do. Um, and I feel like they are in some ways reserving the gumption of birth for another time mm, and yeah. not losing the gumption with um, complaining or frustration or, you know, I think there's a time for everything, right? There's a time to go, ah, this is really hard. And then there's a time to settle in and go, I trust this process and my baby's going to be born when it's when it is. And there's not a whole lot I can do to hurry on that process. Yes, absolutely. And that that's absolutely going to happen. It All babies come out. It's so true. No one has ever been pregnant forever. I can tell you that I looked it up when I was pregnant with my first. <laughs> and I know that no one's ever been pregnant with a teenager before. So, Ooh. oh, I Yikes. know. And even though it feels like it. And I, I hear that and reserving that, that time to complain and feel that and deciding to save that for harder times. And it's also okay to have a moment of saying, oh, yeah. this is the worst. Yeah. And then either moving on or having a day to sit in that and have some tears and recognize that this is a really big transition. And yeah. there is nothing like feeling like your body is not your own. I remember being in the end and not fitting in my maternity clothes and feeling like, what, what is this stage? Yeah. <laughs> How is it possible that you're so pregnant that you no longer fit clothes made for pregnant bodies? <laughs> Isn't that entirely the, like the whole purpose of clothes for pregnant bodies? <laughs> and yet Apparently, I am too pregnant for pregnant. Like, oh, <laughs> that's when you feel too much, isn't it? Right. And not to mention my, my favorite stage of pregnancy that I've made my own term for, which is the hungerful stage. Oh, yes. Jen knows all about my hungerful yes. stage. Hungerful is that moment in uh, pregnancy when you are hungry and full all at the same time. Because your baby is so high that there's no room for food. So you feel full, but you're starving. So true. Yeah. So you're hungerful and your clothes don't fit. Right. And you're too tired to work, but you can't stay home or you'll feel so focused on getting your baby out and every hour passing by so it is okay to take some time and stomp your feet and feel frustrated mm -hmm. and even shed some tears and call up some friends who have been there before because I think most people yeah have passed through this this is absolutely a parent rite of passage right and to I think feel those to also um, I'm, I'm thinking of some folks that I've supported through the years who um, were pregnant longer in their second pregnancy oh. than they were their first. So then it that feels so unfair. It is. It's it's. Oh, gosh, that is challenging because you've actually never been pregnant for this long. If you had a baby at 37 weeks last time and now you're at 40 weeks, you feel like you are a month overdue. 
Yes. Rather than, oh, you're just growing a baby still. Um, yeah. So that can feel not fun and lots of encouragement and empowering um, that happens. So um, I think the bottom line here is we want to continue to say things like you do you. You know, um, if you're feeling empowered and really alive in your body, awesome. If you're feeling like complaining a bit and you're feeling at pregnant AF, I want to say awesome, but dude, we hear you. Oh, and see you and feel that. Yeah. Maybe find some other pregnant folks who hear that and see that too. Um, a prenatal yoga class is a great place to, to connect yeah. with others like that. Yeah. It's a great place. Find to your go. people. Find the people that resonate with um, your the way you're thinking and feeling in pregnancy. Um, there's a wide variety of folks out there and the way that we engage with this time in our lives. Um, so if you're feeling alone, there's others out there who would be able to resonate with what you're saying. Absolutely. All right, All right, Elise. And we hope that those babies come out in a nice, swift, smooth fashion for we're, you. We're not going to podcast AF, right? Could we use it like that? No, that really didn't podcast. work. Not really sure how to use I don't want folks to feel like we've been talking on this particular episode for too long. So long AF. There we go. Yeah. There wow. we go. Thank you for correcting that. Hey, me. find us on Instagram at Pushing It Podcast and let us know how AF we are now. Oh, in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> oh, remember? My my Google page told me that it, we could, it's good and bad. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. It's let good. us know how AF we are and you are and how you got through or you plan to get through pregnant AF. There we um, go. Also, woohoo! <laughs> Find us on Facebook at Pushing It Podcast or shoot us an email at Jen and Elise at PushingItPodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. We love getting fan mail. Thanks for the fan mail we have already received. Uh, we appreciate it. And please don't forget to share us with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.